it's a beautiful gift. I think like the best word I would describe it is terrifying. <laughs> so like to go to be like, but this is going to open up the, your whole life for you. Like I have a whole career because of it, doing something I absolutely love that touches people's lives. And I think it's just scary when your life changes because you don't know what it's turning into. Right. Um, but just to trust like that the universe has your back, so cliche, but it really does. And like, it's good to just kind of like let it lead you where you're meant to go instead of trying to control or try to hold on to the past. All mystics have a story of how they found their spiritual calling and how they continue to deepen their own spirituality and connection to the universe. Let us hear their stories so that we may be inspired to continue ours. Awakening Stories. Hello, mystics. Welcome to another Awakening Story, a special time where we allow a fellow mystical goddess to tell their story and share their lessons that they've learned. This episode is with a talented career astrologer who has learned the value of taking care of yourself, listening to your body, and pursuing your dreams. On her own Cosmic Calling podcast, she inspires women all over the world by discussing angels, crystals, tarot, personal growth, goal setting, and more, plus astrology, of course. She also works with women one-on-one -on -one to help them decode their career natal charts, as well as coaching aspiring astrologers. And she has a new book coming out called The Cosmic Calling, which is on pre-order, and it's gorgeous, and it's filled with nuggets of cosmic wisdom. So please welcome Natalie Wolstein. Hello. Thank Hello. you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. So I have been listening to you for a while now, and I don't think I know this, but I do want to know if you remember the moment that you first discovered astrology when you first fell in love with it. Yeah, when I first discovered it, it was a little bit different than when I first fell in love with it. I was in like a teen artist book making camp when I was about, I think, 16 or something. And we got these old books that we could use for collages. And one of them had all this like astrology stuff in it. And I remember being like, I wish, I hope I'm an Aquarius. And I was like looking and I wasn't, I was no. an Hiscus, whatever that is. <laughs> Just kidding, Pisces. Oh, I, was <laughs> gonna say what? I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. And so that's when I first kind of discovered it. And I thought it was interesting, but it wasn't until much later that I really dove in and got into it. I think just from like reading my horoscope and I was going through a really hard time and my horoscope was like that guiding light, like here's what's going on today. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And then it made me want to dive deeper and learn about my astrology chart and so much more that there is to discover yeah. beyond that. Absolutely. You can really go as deep as you want. It can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be, which is amazing about astrology. So. Yeah, there's so much to it, but you can get so much out of just a little bit. Absolutely. Like horoscopes are always a great place to start. Did you always feel like you resonated with Pisces or did you want to be an Aquarius? Once I actually read the description, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely a Pisces. Um, but plot twist later in life, I discovered through Vedic astrology that I am an Aquarius. Oh, so, but I still feel very Piscean. So it's kind of like different lenses to view yourself through. For sure. 
Yeah. Uh, do you follow Vedic now or is it more Western astrology that you do? Yeah, I actually do Vedic readings in my oh. regular readings sometimes, depending on the person's issue. Sometimes I feel like they're ready for like a higher awakening kind of level of astrology, mm-hmm. like more than just your job. And so I do pull it out from time to time for certain people. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so when was it that you realized that astrology was actually your own cosmic calling? Like, when did you decide that this was what I was going to do for my life career? Yeah, it was pretty wild. I was going through a really hard time in my life. I was super sick. I almost died. And I was getting really excited about learning astrology at the same time. And I wasn't really liking my old job before. I guess, uh, like the way I really got into it was from being a graphic designer And I had a few clients ask me to design a moon tracker all in the same month, like three different people. Hmm. They wanted it for different things. One of them wanted to like track your feminine cycle. And one of them wanted to like remind people when to charge their crystals. And so I learned so much about the moon just from doing that. And then like, I got really into tracking it for myself. And then like all this crazy stuff was happening in my life. And I was just like feeling so excited about it. And I looked up and I found out that you can see when you're going to find your calling. And it's like, was happening for me that week. And what I was excited about was astrology at that time. So I was like, oh, that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful synchronistic turn of events. Yeah. And that's actually like the kind of astrology I do too, is like helping them people find their calling. So it was like really cool that that happened for me in that way. Cause it only happens every 12 years that you get that download of like, I'm in alignment with the impact I'm here to make. And it was happening during that time. So that was really exciting. And then when I started reading charts for people, it was like so easy for me. And it was weird because I just learned it really. And I was like, this, I totally know what this means. I get like visions. I'd feel the symbols and I'm like, okay, there's something to this. It was like the easiest thing I ever did. Wow. That must've felt amazing. Yeah. So like good. natural. Mm-hmm. Do you still kind of do your readings in that way? Does it still just kind of come intuitive? Well, obviously you know a lot more now, but is it still really intuitive for you? Yeah, actually, I have to be careful that I don't like give too much because it like really lights me up. And afterwards, I'm like crazy, like so <laughs> high on it. So sure. it's like balancing my energy. It's almost like my problem is I found my calling too much mm. and I have to like be more chill about it. <laughs> That's an excellent problem to have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, I understand that high vibe thing because sometimes when you are connecting with spirit and you're having downloads, you kind of are like super wired and it's when other people aren't in that same realm immediately with you, it can be like, whoa, back up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like drinking too much coffee. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Sugar rush. (laughs) So you currently live in beautiful Hawaii, right? Yeah. And I, I know this about you just from having been a long-term fan, but you kind of were there and then you left and then you came back. So why, what is it about Hawaii that makes it feel like your soul home? Obviously it's beautiful, but like, what is it about the land that you love? Yeah, I never dreamed that this is where I would end up living. It wasn't ever like in my life plan. It was actually my boyfriend who got us out here the first time. And I'm like, oh yeah, not a bad idea. (laughs) But then leaving, I never planned on coming back, but I kept having dreams about Hawaii every single night I was in Hawaii in my dreams. 
And I'd wake up feeling so frustrated. I was like, why are you showing me this? I'm not going to go back there ever. Cause I had really bad experiences. Like I almost died. I ended up ending that relationship. Like I was homeless for a little while. Like so many bad things happened there. So I really had no intention of going back, but it was like my dreams would never stop. And then I went to a retreat in Hawaii. And when I was on the retreat, we meditated every day and we did yoga every day. And the message that just kept coming through every day was like, you need to come back to Hawaii. So I was like, the universe is just like pulled me here. And obviously it's a really beautiful place too. Uh, but I just always felt really pulled here and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is beautiful. I've never been personally, but I like to look at pictures on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. So it was like a yoga retreat that you went to. Was it yeah. just the most amazing thing ever? <laughs> yeah. It was like a self-love retreat too. I think like, I just didn't think I was allowed to be that happy too. So oh, I was sure. like, oh, okay. I am cool. That's nice to know. <laughs> That's a life-changing revelation. When you finally give yourself permission to just be happy and be safe and it's safe to be happy. That's it's a weird thing to think about because people often don't consider the fact that they're not letting themselves be safe. And that changes a lot of things. Yeah. I, I really feel like most people are actually afraid to be happy more than they are a failure. It's like weird. But. Yeah, right. And sometimes they realize this too, and then they still don't do anything about it, but yeah, you know, it's more comfortable. Right. Exactly. They're used to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Creatures of habit kind of can be detrimental sometimes. Yeah. So, okay. I believe you're also from Minneapolis. Is that right? Yeah. I just want to throw that out there that I am too. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I just thought, thought that was cool. Um, I grew up in White Bear Lake. So amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so anyway, that was just a fun little thing. So you kind of mentioned this already, but what is it, what's your favorite part about your work with astrology? Like what yeah, really, it's really... lights you up? it's really seeing my clients light up. Like they come to me so stressed, like really bad things have happened in their life and they don't know what to do. And it's like, I just talk to them for a little bit of time and they leave the session just like so much lighter. They're smiling, they're happy. And oh my gosh, I'm going to cry right now. Oh, I, just, I just like got a little so ding here too. So I felt that too. So <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I cry with them. Like this is why I have to have boundaries around this work because I just like love it too much. Um, but yeah, it's really like the effect that I see it has on other people, which is the effect it had for me too. It changed my whole life. And so I love like gifting that awareness to people of like how amazingly bright and talented they really are. Mm -hmm. And just like, yeah, bringing them back to that. Yeah. Did you have someone read your chart when you're going through all this or did you just kind of naturally stumble upon it and then started doing it? Like, I'm wondering if there was like a mentor or someone that really impacted you. I had a lot of people I learned from just like taking classes they were teaching online for free. Uh, but I never actually had a reading actually to this day. I don't think I've even had an astrology reading because oh, really? I can do it for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't really had that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I should do that sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I often wonder when like healers and readers and that sort of thing, like, do you get readings often or like, or like what? Because I know I get healing sessions sometimes, even though I'm a healer sometimes. So yeah, yeah different kinds like Reiki mm -hmm. and acupuncture and like psychic readings sometimes, Akashic records, but not astrology. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder what they would say, especially if it was like a total stranger, had no idea who you were like, 
would they be exactly right? Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm like really sensitive to people's perspectives on it because like, like so much of astrology is based on your philosophy of astrology. Mm-hmm. And so some people are like, here's what's wrong with you. And that's not what I do. <laughs> so no, no. I think like I love my own style so much. Yeah. Um, but it could be really humbling to hear like a stranger's opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I get that feeling. And a lot of people do focus on the doom and gloom with astrology, which I mean, the warnings can be there, but it's not all doom and gloom. You know, don't have to just focus on what not to do. It's also yeah. about what you should do and what is right for you. Yeah. Like, how do you align with what you are good at instead of like some people just like to call people out with astrology? Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's like a fun party trick or something but I'm really here to like elevate people and encourage them to like make a difference in the world because we really need that so it's not going to help if I'm like here's what you're doing wrong oh my gosh yeah no yeah that's not going to help anybody um do you have any other practices that you do that deepen your spirituality Yeah. Yoga and meditation is a really big one for me. Sometimes I'm actually like afraid to meditate because I get really big downloads. (laughs) I'm not ready for this truth, (laughs) Um, but that's been really powerful for me when I'm like open to it and consistent with it. Yeah. I hear you. I'm the same way where sometimes it's like, uh, I don't know, or not just the downloads, but I also know there's something deeper going on and I'm not ready to confront it yet. So I kind of avoid it which makes it worse. So yeah, it would be so much better if you just let it in. Cause like your spirit guides know so much more than you do. So they do. It's they good do. when you can like surrender to that. Right. And they won't give you information or downloads that you're not ready for. And they won't guide you if you're not ready to do that. So it's really just yeah. your own ego that gets in your own way. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm also kind of wondering if there's something in your mind that stood out the most for you on your spiritual journey. Like, did something surprise you while you were kind of figuring all this out? Or was it just so natural that it just kind of came to be on its own? I think the whole thing has surprised me. <laughs> I didn't know, like, you could have a spiritual awakening. I thought people were, like, just born, like, aware sure. of the world. But it developed for me later. And... Yeah, I knew, like, I kind of deep down knew, but then it was just so strong. Like, I just didn't expect it to be that intense. And then the other thing that surprised me is, like, it doesn't really end. Like, you just keep having awakenings and you just peel back more and more and more layers. Mm -hmm. And that's been, like, humbling as well, because it's like, you never really know everything. (laughs) So you're like, okay, what now? Is the universe going to show me next? Right. That is the beautiful part of spiritual awakenings is that it, you might not have it throughout your whole life and all of a sudden it just happens, but then it just is the rest of your life forever. <laughs> yeah. You can't unlearn. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can't unsee colors <laughs> or unlearn your, that you're an Aquarius versus an a Pisces or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see people and you guess their sun signs accurately when you're getting to know them? I try not to because the thing is like I tune into all parts of the chart and other people don't know their whole chart most of the time and so I've been wrong and so because I've been wrong I'm like oh never mind (laughs) (laughs) so I try not to or like I'll guess a part of their chart that's really strong but like they aren't aware so then they don't believe in it anymore so I try oh sure yeah yeah what is your sign 
Oh, I'm a Libra with a double Pisces. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lovely. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so my head is very up here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Super sensitive too. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are, what's your moon and ascending sign? I'm Pisces sun and moon and Sagittarius rising. Ah, that makes sense because <laughs> you kind of go for it and you're very successful. So I totally can see it. <laughs> very adventurous. Yes. yes. Well, you, yeah, you went to Hawaii. So, and went back, I would say that's adventurous. Yes. Um, is there something that you would tell your younger self about your spiritual awakening? If you could. Hmm. It's a beautiful gift. I think like the best word I would describe it is terrifying. <laughs> so like, to go to be like, but this is going to open up the, your whole life for you. Like I have a whole career because of it, doing something I absolutely love that touches people's lives. And I think it's just scary when your life changes because you don't know what it's turning into. Right. Um, but just to trust like that the universe has your back. So cliche, but it really does. And like, it's good to just kind of like, let it lead you where you're meant to go instead of trying to control or try to hold on to the past. Absolutely. I totally agree. And kind of piggybacking off of that a little bit when change is scary and the whole thing seems intimidating. You mentioned earlier about setting boundaries. Um, how are you able to do that on a spiritual basis to like kind of protect yourself and continue on not being discouraged because your boundaries keep getting violated? Because I know that's something yeah. a lot of people struggle with. It's taken me a really long time to learn. And I'm like five years into this business and I finally feel like I kind of have an okay handle (laughs) on it, but it's really come down to like not scheduling a lot of sessions. Like I only do two a week and I only do one on those days, but I charge a lot more now. Sure. Um, But before I would do like any time, any day of the week. And I was just so tired. I'd be like, I do readings all day and I would just go to bed because I like had nothing left for myself. So I've really learned like the hard way of just like burning out over and over again. And sometimes we got to do that. Like we have free will to like choose how we want to learn our lessons. And that's what I chose for a while. So like if you're choosing that, it's okay. But no, you can choose something else. And yeah, manage your time a little bit better. Because I also realized I can help a lot more people if I focus my business in other directions. Like the one-on-one work is so powerful and it really changes people's lives and they're going to change people's lives, which is great. But like writing books or doing courses, I can just help so many more people with like very little energy. Like you record it once and it's there. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a better business decision, but it also like freed up my energy more to kind of like reestablish my business model. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have a great business model. You got lots of beautiful things going on. It's fantastic. I emulate you a lot because I, I hope to have the same sort of business model at some point. So that's, yes. that's very cool. That's very cool. Is there, um, I'm just curious more than anything, is there a like specific chart or instance in a reading that just like really stood out for you? That was really like, whoa. And it just kind of stuck with you. Yeah. So many of them, but I think like the craziest one I ever had was I was chatting with this woman who basically like everything on her chart says she's like here to channel messages and deep like esoteric information. And she's like, oh yeah, I channel aliens. Oh my gosh. Yes, you do. (laughs) And at that time, like I was, I was not aware of like that world. 
So I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like it shows up in her chart. So it's, it's definitely a real thing. And like now, many years later, I'm like, oh yeah, of course you can do that. People do that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's totally normal. It's like putting on your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Shoes, talk to an alien. Totally fine. Channel some light <laughs> language. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did that kind of push you down into that ET rabbit hole after that? Not really. I think it just helped me kind of see like how different everyone's calling is and really special and important. And yeah, it's just like, you never really know what's going to come up in a reading or who's going to book in with you. So it's just like exciting, really. Absolutely. I can definitely see how that would be exciting. I, uh, another thing I'm curious about in your, in your readings with charts, if you are looking at someone's chart and you do see a lot of doom and gloom like how do you approach that like how do you share that with somebody if it's a if it's a clear aspect or many aspects in their chart that aren't necessarily positive yeah I think those are some of the best sessions because they really need to know that like this is the life they chose it sounds mm-hmm. crazy but you did yeah, absolutely um, like I've had a reading with someone who had like seven planets in Scorpio I was like, okay, here we go. Like, you're just going to keep evolving over and over again. And you're going to be like having very probing thoughts and overthinking things. And you're going to be really hard on yourself probably. But this is your gift because Mm -hmm. you're able to go there to those deep places with other people. You can hold people through their hardships because you can probably one-up them with your own. And it's like nothing will really phase you when it comes to helping other people. I've noticed that for myself too, like all the really bad things that have happened for me, it's really helped me because you never know, like you could have someone in a session who just like lost half their family and you're like, and I could be like, oh yeah, I know. I kind of know what that's like a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you can like hold them through it better. So that's like a gift when you have a really like heavy doom and gloom kind of chart, I guess. Mm -hmm. I really don't even see it that way though. Like, I just think it's like what you've been prepared for, for your gift, whatever's on your chart. And people like to say like, oh, I have this really hard angle or something like, oh, I'm going to always have a hard time, but it's a gift. It's for you. It's not like happening to you. That oh, phrase, you know? <laughs> absolutely. I do. Yeah. And then of course the law of attraction comes into play a little bit too, because even if it is in your chart, if you believe you're always going to have problems then you're always going to have problems. So that's probably illustrated in their charts too. Yeah, totally. I mean, with Scorpio too, it's like a really um, misunderstood sign Mm -hmm. in that like your job is to transform and you have to start in the darkness and go to the light to do that. And you do it over and over again. So it's like part of the process. I like to think about how, like when we're planning our life, we don't care so much about like the pain we're going to put ourselves through. We're more like, wouldn't that be interesting? Like, what would we do if there was a pandemic across the whole world and there's all these like controversies? Like, what are we going to do? Let's see. What would we do? Good thing we're never going to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting because I feel like that's what something I would struggle a lot with. Like if, for example, is having someone with a lot of Scorpio in their chart, the dark sign, the mysterious sign, how would, I, I feel like I would struggle with that personally. But I mean, part of that comes with the knowledge of all the different aspects of the science too, because there really is no positive and negative. It's just how you choose to perceive it. Well, yeah, actually like every sign has their higher vibrational qualities and their lower vibrational qualities. So that's why in a reading, I don't want to like harp on the lower vibe because it will bring you down there. It's like, if you can 
kind of like establish a higher vibration, it raises them up to that level. So they could be like a good Scorpio <laughs> or a good Pisces or a good Libra, you know, Absolutely. instead of the negative side, which it's okay to go there because that's how we learn. A lot of times we have to do the opposite first, like we talked about today to find mm-hmm. like, oh, that's why I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. Right. And then kind of going off of that too, is you when you're so misaligned and it doesn't feel good, you're in that lower vibration. So it might be just, just kind of where you are. So then you get a reading with you and you get pulled up into the higher vibrations and you're like, yeah, you know, you're constantly being challenged, but look at how much you've grown with all yeah. these different challenges. And they might not see it that way when they're in the thick of it. Yeah. Look how strong you are. Like I think about like surgeries I've gotten, I'm like so afraid of them. And then afterwards I'm like, I'm a badass. Like, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not everyone can say that they've gone through what you have and come out the other side, smiling and happy and glowing. It's amazing. Very inspiring. That's actually how you get there. A lot of times it's from going to the dark side. Absolutely. Right. I totally agree. That's kind of what the whole awakening stigma really is, is that it, your whole world kind of comes crashing down like very tower energy where you're very Pluto energy where your whole world changes in an instant and you kind of have to rebuild from the rubble. But when you do rebuild, it's so much better and stronger and better for everyone. Yeah. You're like, thank goodness. Everything fell apart. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I was like trying so hard to hold it together. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. If I had a nickel for every time I thought that to myself, (laughs) that's amazing. Wow. I have really enjoyed hearing your story. It's been amazing. Um, and I would like to give you the opportunity to kind of tell us a little bit more about your new amazing cosmic calling book that's coming out very soon. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a book coming out in January called find your cosmic calling a guide to discovering your life's work with astrology. And it's like everything I've learned from five years of doing hundreds of readings and sessions and just putting it into like a quick book that you can really easily reference your whole chart. You can read charts for other people. And it's all centered around stepping into your higher calling and turning that into your career. So I'm really excited about it. And if you pre-order it before January 4th, at soulshineastrology.com slash book, you're going to get a little package of goodies, including a 12 chakra meditation, which will kind of help get you ready to unlock your calling on that more like galactic cosmic level, and then a workbook. So you can kind of go over what you already know about your calling before you dive into the book. That's amazing. I know I'm very excited. I should go order mine because I don't want to miss out on that. (laughs) Yes. I do have a question. Did you design the book? Because you have a background in graphic design. I do, but I didn't. It was actually like so hard to write the book on its own. So the idea of like, and there's so many deadlines, so I didn't have time to do it myself, but it was kind of like nice to hand it off to someone else because I think they did a pretty good job. Absolutely. It's still on brand and it's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt that it's amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Natalie. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great rest of your day in beautiful Hawaii. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you.